Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Emerging Nine Golf Podcast. I am Mike Maroney alongside Jay Woodson, McLean Boyd. Gentlemen, how are you guys? Um, I'm great. <laughs> I mean, Nailed I it. don't know what else to say, but <laughs> there it is. I still can't think of anything witty, and we do this every week. I've got seven days to plan on this introduction, and I always come that back. That was the 118th time I've asked you that. <laughs> and it's always good great good. good to be here with you guys yeah. <laughs> at this time at this hour love it uh jay you ready for our trip i am so ready so ready uh it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty sweet we might have to do another little uh deep dive so jay and i um with six other buddies are flying up tomorrow morning to the great state of michigan to play a little golf. We got about six courses in four days, plus a couple of E9s mixed in there or part three course or whatever. So we're playing Arcadia Bluffs to start. They get the Bluffs course on Lake Michigan, the South course, kind of a throwback style golf course. Then we get to play Crystal Downs. Then we're going to head over to Forest Dunes and play the Forest Dunes golf course. And then I'm really excited to play Tom Doak's The Loop, which was a completely reversible golf course. So we'll play it in one direction one day. And then the next day, we'll turn around and play it in the complete opposite direction. So we'll uh, we'll report back. They have a par three course there. They have a putting course there. So it should be, uh, should be a good time. And um, I'm going to be tired. I'm going to be tired. Yeah. Played golf yeah. today. This is going to be a lot of rounds of golf and five-day period. That's good. I like it. It's worth it. Yeah. It's worth it. If you're going, you got to go all in. That's right. So we'll uh, we'll see what kind of games we bring. You never know. I am excited about um, not walking as much. I think we're only walking one round. (laughs) I think we're only walking one round. Yeah, a lot of cart golf, which will help save the legs a little bit. That will make it much easier. Uh, Yeah. Although you drink drink more when you you ride. So there's oh, that yeah. way more, way more. I feel like when I walk, I don't drink as much. So you're just you're trying to stay upright. Yeah. We'll yeah. see how it goes. Oh, yeah. speaking of that, what are you guys drinking? Um, I actually finished um, a bottle. I uh, had a little bit left that I poured in uh, widow Jane, lucky 13. Mm-hmm. I need to get a replacement. That, that is a good bottle. Really good. Um, but I need to find another one because this this one is gone. She gone. I should probably have a bottle of that. I'll buy it from you. It's not no, that I, good. It's probably, you can probably sell it. It's worth it. No, I said I should have a bottle of that. I don't have a bottle of that. I, oh. my, my lucky number is thirteen. I thought I thought you were thinking like I should have a bottle in my big you know storage unit of you know bourbon bottles. I'll uh, I'll have to look through my database. But no, I do not have a <laughs> bottle of that. And I it's should good. have one because 13 is my lucky number. Yeah. You need to get that. That's that's worth yeah. it. Every bit of it. All right. Love it. McLean? Cold and gold? 100%. <laughs> All day I, long. I am uh, drinking high noon tonight. Just a little high noon. Oh, Nothing too crazy. Um, Why I are they so damn expensive? They are expensive. They are expensive. The, the tequila ones are even the more expensive. They're crazy crazy yeah. they're they're so good though 
They are fantastic. They're so much better than regular seltzers like White Claws or Trulies or anything that kind of stuff. No, I'm with you. I agree. Last speaking week on the podcast. Tequila, go ahead. No, I was going to say, speaking of tequila, that bottle that we drank when we were down in uh, in Florida right, for the PGA show, still have that, Como, that Comos, I've been giving that, like gifting that away to people, and it's like rave reviews every time they... My, my, I gave it to my brother for his birthday. He was up here, and then I just gave it to some friends uh, that they're they like tequila in New York, and they're like, "Wow, this is like incredible tequila!" Yeah, yeah, and it, yeah. it's incredibly expensive. Um, you yeah. guys, I'm sure you guys can go look online and see how expensive it is. So that's not my everyday bottle, but as a gift for <laughs> my birthday, it's pretty yeah, incredible. That's well, that's my, good. mine's coming up. Yeah, throwing it out there <laughs> just so you know <laughs> if you if you like to gift you know bottles like that you know i just want to let you know when my birthday is i'm down i love it i i told everyone i told you guys and the listeners i wasn't going to drink until the michigan trip on last week's pod <laughs> and then i texted you guys i played golf friday and it was just like second nature to just get a couple of drinks and start drinking i wasn't even i didn't even realize what i was doing when i'm like I had finished the second one. I'm like, oh, yeah, I wasn't supposed to drink for a few more days. <laughs> and since what? then, I drank Saturday and Sunday and today. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's no reason to hold back now. I mean, you've no, already, I'm just a weak yeah, bandit. Off. Man. No, you're probably yeah. not going to drink much at the, on the Michigan trip. No, yeah, probably not. Oh, you're probably better off to give a little buffer for the, the two days prior so your body can get acclimated to. Yeah, there you, know, you go. That's what I was doing. You know, if you try to come in there cold turkey, that first day is going to be miserable. You're going to fall. You're going to be asleep at like six p.m. And we're going to draw. Anyway. We're going to draw draw shit on your face. <laughs> Although I shouldn't speak too soon. That could be me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give me any ideas. <laughs> that could certainly be me. <laughs> um. All right. Well, let's let's get into a little golf, huh? We had a a big week of of golf lots to talk about we had we were at jack's place victor hovland wins in a playoff over uh denny mccarthy at the memorial and i gotta say i've been kind of giving him a hard time saying he doesn't win big events he won a big event yep yep i i, I think this was a big a big step for him because it, what why I think it was so big it was you know obviously he's a great ball striker tough golf course he, everyone says he plays well in tough golf courses which he does but for him to hit some of those chip shots at the end of the round and he needed to like the I guess the up and down that he the that he had on eighteen um, I mean it wasn't like an incredible incredible shot but under the circumstances given the fact that he's one of the worst chippers on the PGA tour for him to have to get that ball up and down to force a playoff or to think that he would maybe force a playoff, depending on obviously Denny bogey, but just knowing that he has to get it up and down and he pulled it off, you know, uh, I think that's, that's gotta, that's gotta sit pretty, pretty well with him and, and his confidence moving forward. Like, Hey, you know what? I, I can hit good chip shots under the gun. I don't have to hit every green. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to say that this is going to, you know, take the lid off and all of a sudden he's going to win, you know, you know, five or six times a year. But I think that little edge can make a difference in the majors. Cause he's, he's been, he's been around in a lot of the majors. Like he's, he's always in the mix and just hadn't quite figured out how to do it. And 
I think he's in a good spot now, hopefully confidence-wise. Like, hey, I can I can pull these shots off when I need to. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't missed a cut since last July. He's had, I forget some of the stats. I should have saved them. A bunch of top 20s, top 10s. I think since that time, he's had three top sevens in majors. And so, yeah, he is playing well. Now, I, I kind of, this was kind of a little bit like an Oak Hill situation for me with him with chipping. Be, that, that thicker rough, I think he's okay with. You know, I, I think part of that is the course setup favored him. You know, he was 31st this week, uh, strokes gain around the green, which is what he needs to do in order to win. He just can't be yeah. 75th. Yeah. Right. And so I, I would curious to see what happens with some of the chipping if we get to an area with a lot of collection areas and, and short grass. And Muirfield has a couple of them, not a ton. You know, it's it's pretty much you miss the green, it's rolling off into some thick rough, uh, very much like Oak Hill was. So I think that that helps him. We we know how good of, good of a ball striker he is. But uh, yeah, you're right. When when he he did have that flub on, was it 12? Yeah, he hit it about a foot and a half. Now that was a shot he was trying to hit about six feet that he hit about yeah. a foot and a half. And, and that um, we, we saw what it, maybe it wasn't the exact same hole where Tiger kind of flubbed his. Uh, this is twenty years ago where he tried to hit this you know sweet little flop shot and hit it foot in front of him and then proceeded to hole that out. That yeah, yeah, that was but, that was fourteen. Um, but He's you know, the, the, like you said, around those greens, like. He, you almost sometimes you you have to take the chance like you if otherwise you it's like you almost can chip it in the water or you know in some of those holes or, or you're chipping it to 25 feet you're like I got to at least give it a give it a chance and try to see if I can get a good shot but um yeah. yeah I mean I don't did you 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 got the the um that little clip that you know, on one of our text threads the consecutive cuts made Sanders Shoffley, 25 straight cuts made. Victor Hovland, second at 19. Adam Scott, second at 19. Scotty Scheffler, 17, which who knew that that Xander had, you know, eight more, you know, cuts made in a row over over that's a lot. Over Scheffler, yeah. Yeah. That's like three months worth. Well, and Scheffler oh, four months worth of into the into the playoff himself. I mean, he bogeyed 17 or else he was there too. Yeah. Yeah. Can we can we just talk? I mean, I, I want to give all the props to Scotty. Uh, not Scotty. To Victor. Uh, props to Danny McCarthy. I thought he was going to win it for a while. I was. He was making. I mean, that's what he does. He makes a shit ton of putts. Right. Is, this, is he going for the second or third year in a row as being a statistically the best putter on tour? I think it's at least uh, one year. I don't know if it was. If it's two, yeah. if he's going for his third straight year or his second straight year, it might be like three of the last four or something like that. It's, I mean, uh, it's, it's like good. it's crazy. It's like okay, this is who we should be looking at. Like, I mean, I know everyone says he's a good putter, but I mean, have you seen any like crazy breakdown of his of his putting stroke, of his thought process, of his green reading? Like, why are we not asking this guy what he's doing? Uh, and it's yeah. it's very it's it's. Uh, I mean, it's nothing crazy. Like you watch him putt, and you don't. I mean, it just looks simple. Looks, you know, simple. It doesn't look like it's not a lot of money. He's good. That's probably why yeah. It's just, good. <laughs> exactly. It just looks very simple. But the things that that's what's tough about because it's such a small stroke. 
you know, it's hard to really pick up on those little teeny idiosyncrasies that they do that make them better. Whereas full swing stuff, you know, you can, you can pick, pick it out. It's a little easier. You got track man. It's, it's easy to pull these numbers up. Although I know that, you know, track man and, you know, Sam putt lab, you can put things on there so you can see what's going on. I'd love to see what Denny's numbers are on Sam putt lab. Um, that'd be kind of cool to see. Um, Cause there's so much data there, but yeah, he, that guy, I don't know what he's doing, but it's, he's got it. Yeah. I mean, if you feel bad for the guy, it was his, his first time getting up there. He hasn't won yet on tour. He's been around now for a good handful of years, UVA product from, from here in Virginia, from Maryland originally. And, you know, he, he kept on, he was leaking oil there, but then he kept on making those eight, 10, 12 foot par putts when he needed to. You're like, okay, here it comes. Oh, nope. We just drained that dead center perfect speed. Okay, here we go. Here's a 12-footer for par. Oh, we made that one too, dead center, perfect speed. Yeah. And you know, and then that 18th hole, man, is so damn hard. I think it's actually too hard when the it's this firm. You know, and that golf course has not a lot of dog legs. That hole is a dog leg, but there's a lot of areas where these balls can just run out through the bends a little bit. And he blocks the first one, you know, way right. Or no, was it the first one or the second one? The first one he hit, I thought he was hit through the fairway on the left. First one he hit through the left. That's right. Yeah. First one he hit through the left. Second one he blocked to the right. And so he bogeys that hole and then bogeys it in the playoff. And I mean that that's a that's a hard damn damn golf hole. So I wouldn't say he he collapsed. It's just tough. Hard. Play. Yeah. Bad timing. Yeah. Bad I agree. timing. And then so, again, that's not like that's not his strong suit either. Like his ball striking is not he doesn't hit it, you know, statistically doesn't hit as far as most most of the guys out there. He's not I don't think he's super accurate off the tee. I think he's probably better than most, but not like he's not like driving hitting 70, 70% of his fairways. So yeah. I mean, now you now you put you take a really, really hard golf hole and whereas somebody else, you know, that hits it Hovland hits it considerably further than Denny McCarthy. He's got a huge advantage. Like even if he hits in the rough, it's like, okay, I'm 20 yards ahead of you. I'm hitting too close less than you. (laughs) You know, if you miss the fairway, you're done, buddy, unless you get up and down from hundred yards, which is what he had, you know, what he had to do on the, on the uh, closing, closing hole of the regulation. Well, it's funny. You saw two guys that do it, you know, very differently. You've got Hovland that does it all with, you know, clubs that have more than four degrees of loft on them. And you have Denny who does it primarily with clubs under four degrees of loft. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a, it's, it's certainly unique, uh, to see both of those guys get it done, but you know, it's, that's kind of one of the cool things about the sport There's more than one way to skin a cat. And ultimately with Denny being so good, um, around the greens, you know, I look at, I was looking at some of his stats just a few minutes ago. Um, you know, it's obvious where their differences are and how, how, you know, how different they are and how they approach the game. Um, but, you know, uh, when you get a guy that gets the hole in the way that often, you can expect to see some good results out of him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about someone who's not getting the hole in the way. It's unbelievable. Scheffler it's, is we've talked about it a couple times, but it is remarkable. <clears throat> so if they showed a, a graphic and it changed since the graphic they showed, but Scotty Scheffler's final numbers for this week's event strokes gained off the tee first strokes gain approach 
first. Strokes gain around the green, first. Strokes gain tee to green, first. Strokes gain putting, 65th. AKA 60th. last. Last. Dead last for people who made the cut. He gained, strokes gained tee to green, he gained 20.7 shots. 20.7 shots. And some of you listening might be like, well, if he's really good, wouldn't that be high? Second place this week, strokes gained tee to green, was John Rahm at 11. That's nuts. At 11, Scotty almost doubled him up. Scotty was almost at 21. He was nine and a half shots better than John Rahm, strokes gained tee to green, and Rahm was second in the field. But Scotty lost eight and a half strokes putting to the average player in the field. Denny McCarthy gained over 10 strokes putting this weekend. So essentially, Denny McCarthy was 18 shots better than Scotty Scheffler on, on the greens. On the greens and only beat him by one. That's nuts. And you know what's crazy is this is. His stroke doesn't even look that bad. Like, I mean, when you watch Scotty putt, it's like it it looks fine. Like, there's nothing weird. He doesn't do any, he doesn't mean a weird, like a you know, weird uh yip, anything like uh what's his what's the Salatoris. I don't know, why can't the Salatoris. He doesn't do anything like that. Like it doesn't the the rhythm doesn't look bad, like it just doesn't go in, it just doesn't make them. It's, it's bizarre. Players, I mean, I, something. I, He's got yeah. to change it up. He's been yeah, with you, McLean. He's got to do something long. different. Yeah, let's get let's get a ballot in his hand. Um, need it's time to make a change. Yeah, he made. Yeah, dude, you're you're made, costing yourself a lot of. Well, I'm not sure he cares that much about money, but he's cost himself a lot of money and a lot of just wins. Like, yeah, I, I'm sure we could go through the stats here in the last, you know, 15 events that he's hasn't missed a cut in. And if he just puts average, he probably wins half of those. Yeah. I mean, no joke. Yeah. Like, yeah. if he's that good, tee to green, like, if he's just an average to just above average putter, he's winning, like, six or seven events. <laughs> I mean, it's nuts. Yeah. I mean, he could he could run away with most events if he was just a reasonable putter. Oh, we haven't seen anybody – we haven't seen anybody dominate that, like, that tee to greens really since – I mean, since Tiger in the yeah. in the early two thousands when he was hitting seventy. This was before strokes gain, but yeah, I was gonna say he was hitting. Yeah, it, but hitting seventy percent of his fairways and hitting in in the top five in driving distance, like that's in, that's crazy. Yeah, he, was, he was hitting seventy eight, eighty percent of his greens, seventy percent of his fairways. Like, and he was the best putter. That's that was yeah. when he was winning ten or eleven times in a, in a year. Scotty in round three made five birdies, and the total feet made of his five birdies was 16 feet. It's <laughs> <laughs> just, that's just stupid. I mean, he missed a handful on Sunday. He missed one from inside four feet. He missed another one inside eight feet. Like, I mean, it's, yeah, he's got to do claw. I mean, I think I would first just go to a mallet. Just let's look at something different, Scotty. 100%. Yeah. Hundred percent. Look at something different, and then we'll start talking about the grip if that doesn't work either. Uh, lap golf butters. Have you seen those big things? 
Holy cow. They looked crazy. But I did, I will say, I did putt with them. And and those things, it rolls it so good. I mean, it's incredible. It's so goofy. Like, everything about it is weird. Like, the shaft is angled backwards. The grip is angled on there weird. Like, the whole nine yards. I'm like, Weird shape grip, too, isn't it? Weird shaped grip. It's like, like I said, the the grip, if you look down at the putter, the grip is angled towards, like, say, the towards your target, and the shaft is angled away from the target, but it, it intersects with the, the head, like, like two inches behind the face. I mean, it is just the most bizarre looking thing. If you can just get past that and just stroke it, I mean, it puts an incredible roll on it. Like, I mean, it's it's nuts, but I don't know if I could sit there and I can't like, look at that. I needed to make a six footer and I'm looking down at that thing. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> or that, or if I've got like a 60 foot putt, like 60 footer. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how do I even get a feel for this? I mean, I'm, it looks like I'm swinging like a little mini spaceship. <laughs> no joke. So, I mean, maybe it doesn't have to go that far. Let's just style like a standard mallet first. And yeah, then something, well, something. Potentially, something. potentially throw an arm lock in there, maybe, you know, for him where he's at. He's not going to putt worse. Yeah, I mean, he's last. Go, yeah. ahead get, go ahead and throw an arm lock and a mallet on there and just, just see what the fuck happens. Yeah. Or like that little uh, counterbalance thing that Hovland has, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Something just do something I, different than just the I didn't even know people were still blade. using that. And I, I, I thought that was like a fad that, that that ended like 10 years ago, but I guess people still it's use it, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. I, I, extra three inches there, yeah, yeah. Extra I'm always inches. looking for an extra three inches. So, about a bean, that was Lindy. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's just remarkable, and and we've been talking about it a few times now. But it, I think it's now starting to take traction, you know, nationally. The media, it's all over social media now. All his putting stats and how bad they are, but also how good his his ball striking is, like otherworldly good. Yeah. It's just I've never seen a, that big of a discrepancy before. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it really nuts. Is. I think someone said if he if he would have putted like Denny McCarthy this week, he would have won by like 17 shots. Could you imagine? <laughs> if he Could was you, number I mean, one in first game putting, he would have won by 17 shots. I mean, that's yeah. just the the golf gods averaging things out. Like you can't you can't yeah. you can't be the best at everything. I mean, unless you're Tiger or Ben Hogan. But even Ben Hogan wasn't a very good putter. Yeah, Scotty shoots 34 under at the Memorial. <laughs> <laughs> Second place was five under. Five under. They'll, they'll start Scotty proofing golf courses. It's, yeah. uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Crazy, crazy. But I mean, it's, it's almost like now it's like you pretty much just have to peg the guy in for a top five. Yeah. No matter the venue. Whatever it is, he's a top five. And if he can putt half decent, he wins a thing. I don't know how you don't pick him in Anton now because he's going to putt better. Like at some point, he's going to putt better. Like even if he put, he was 65th this week, even if he's 55th, he wins. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I do he's feel he's probably a, some sort. He's a human ATM right now. Yeah. There is probably a drop off too with you know that that level of sure yeah his his ball striking might not be able to keep this pace either. 
but it's not going to be it's not going to be but so far off of what it is. Wow! Like I, I mean, he may not he may not dominate you know strokes gain like through like, first 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 like that, but he's going to be in the top ten in all those categories. Yeah, absolutely. Um, somebody else that needs a little work, Rory McIlroy. I, I told asked, you he was going to yeah, play pretty go ahead. well yeah. this week. Had until he until he held a share of the league going in the final round. We so had some. We, the final round. we were we were playing golf that day, and everyone's standing on the putting green. Like, I got Rory. Who wants to bet against me? I'm like, I love Rory, but I was like, I'll bet against you. There's no possible way he wins. Zero chance until he proves he can do it. And I didn't take. He was like, No, no I don't want to bet. Up. I'm like, You're the one who said it. Because he's not going to win. <laughs> and he didn't. He played terribly. He made seven bogeys. Seven bogeys. I know it's a hard golf like course. Four of them with his wedge, with a wedge in his hand, though. Yeah. Like, his wedge game is bad. It's just not good. He, he You're almost, I'd rather put Rory at a buck 80 than I would at 110. And you know what? I don't know what it is. It's like uh, guys who try to cut wedges are not good wedge players. Like it, it, he hits a draw. That's his thing. But with his wedges, it's like he's he's swinging so far left with it and sawing it off. It's like uh, you're trying to control the spin. Like when you're when you're swiping across. I, again, I'm not on track, man. I'm not watching it. Maybe I'm wrong, but just visually, it looks like he's with all of his wedges, he kind of, he's trying to hold it off and he ends up kind of swiping across it and he's got no control over the, the loft of the club and the ball is just like, he has, he just, sometimes it flutters up. Sometimes it's low. He just has no control. He doesn't control the flight, doesn't control the spin. And it's like, you're too good. Like look back 20, 15 years ago when he was just hitting big slinging draws, like that's what he played. And he, he hit way better iron shots, way better wedges. Um, probably a little more erratic off the tee than he is now. He's probably better. And he was probably a little bit better putter, but a little bit more erratic, but his wedges were better. Like he had, it was more free flowing and more natural for him to hit that shot. Like look at somebody like Zach Johnson, Steve Tricker, all these guys that kind of cover it and they hit these hold off shots, but they're hitting more straight balls like, or draws, not sawed off wedges, like cut wedges. I just feel like you have no control. That's just what it looks like from, from, I also feel like, his swing looks very flat. Like if you were to like look at arm, his swing arm now, plane flat. Arm plane arm flat. plane flat. Where his left arm is at the top of his golf swing compared to where he was in 2012 or you know back then when he first came out. His arms were were pretty high. His left arm was pretty high when he first came out when he was a lot younger. It's now a lot more shallow and he already struggles with dropping that club under the plane too much. Yeah. At least when your arms are that high, you can drop it down and you're not under the plane. He's already low and then still dropping it down. Now he's way under. And I think that's part of the reason why he hits his, his driver so well, but that's yeah. not great for a wedge player. I don't, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I, when I look at him with the wedges, it's like he's trying to counteract that. Like his, because it's so low, it's like, okay, I can't get stuck underneath. And I see him like, I see that club exiting so left so much that it's like it's a wipey. It looks wipey with this finish. Like it's, I don't know, just seems yeah. weird to me. Um, and, and maybe that's because of that. He knows it's kind of below and, and under. It should be under. So he he's trying to make it's like a makeup move. Um, 
to get it back. But, uh, you know, I, I see more good wedge players, you know, hit more like they're dr- almost trying to draw these wedges. They have, they can control the flight a little bit more and they can control the spin. Um, but yeah, it's not good either way. It's the, whatever he's doing is not good. Uh, as good as he is, you know, off the tee and as good, he's yeah. an incredible long arm player, incredible long arm player, but it's just not. He drove it. He drove it well this week, better than he has been. But it's just, man, when you make, was I think it was four bogeys with wedges in his hand, and he wasn't even hitting greens. It wasn't like he was hitting bad shots. He was just flat out missing greens. Yeah, that's tough. So frustrating. Yeah, frustrating, frustrating. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's he's obviously super super talented, and he's always going to be in the mix just because of that. But you know, I think. You know, our expectations of him. It's like we want him to be the next the next tiger. He's not. He's not going to be the next tiger. Um, but he's certainly I think at this point we maybe realize that, but we still want him to be the the young, fearless, free flowing Rory. And we're not even getting that, you know. So it's like, oh the expectations are 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 high and, and well, part he's of that's also so up and down, right? Like last year, he was playing his ass off, winning some events. Should have won the 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 Open at St Andrews. Comes back, wins a couple times, wins the Tour Championship, and you're like, okay, here we go. It's it's Rory's hot again. But then he takes these lulls and these dips, and it's just like it's just not I very. He gets consistent. bored. I swear, I just think the guy gets bored. Uh, he, last year, he had something to play for. You know, the live drama. I think really ignited him. And you know he he was assuming the throne to a certain degree in the in the world of golf, and I feel like since that's subsided a little bit, he's just kind of you know back to going through the motions. You know he's still getting the interview requests, but it's just not doesn't have that same buzz around it. Um, I don't know, and that and that stuff may have also played into a, a nice healthy distraction for him, where now he doesn't have it. It's it's. It, that's a good point. Um, I think some of these high high tiered players that are like again at that upper echelon, and I feel like we put him in there, you know, uh yeah, they get to a point where like I went I've won four majors, um, I've won, you know, the the FedEx Cup twice. I've got the biggest contract in golf, you know, I'm the face of the PGA tour, and it's almost like, you know, what you know, what do I need to do here? You know, and I know I know they're always trying to win, but it's just kind of like, all right, you know, you're right. It's like maybe they're a little bored. Um, but I mean, if you look back at his stats, like he's missed, he has missed four cuts in the last, you know, you know, a uh, year and a half. But <clears throat> excuse me, he his worst finish after making the cut is 47th. That was at the Wells Fargo. Before that, it was 29th at the Genesis or 29th and 32nd in Genesis and Phoenix, which waste management we know he doesn't like. Um, but I mean, that's it. That's in the last year and a half. Everything else is top 25, top 10, top five. I mean, still, I mean, we're, we're, I, I'm the same way. I, I think my expectation of him is sometimes unfair. Like, hey, he's an incredible player. He, he is, an, he is a generational talent. Like, but, we can't expect him to win a major a year and win five times a year. I mean, that's just like elite stuff. That's top 10 of all time golfer stuff to win a major a year and five times a year. Like it's just, 
uh, it's just not going to happen, you know. Not anymore. But we could expect a major. It's going on nine years now. Yeah, yeah. He said a he said a big drought. Big drought. Yeah, and I think he puts too much pressure on himself in the majors. Yeah, I think his his best chance of winning another major is is to be three or four back going in the final round. Um, you know, kind of not really. You know, no one's talking about him, and then he just has a a backdoor 65 on Sunday and, and gets in a playoff and wins or somebody falters coming down. That, that's, that's the only, that's the only way I foresee him winning his next major. Now, after that, if he, if he, you know, gains some confidence and, and gets that kind of Rory swag and that bounce to his step, like literally bounce to his step, um, then, then that so be it. That may be a, a different story. But until then, it's going to be kind of a he's going to backdoor a, a win at a major when no one's expecting it. Yeah, yeah. Um, any more takes on the memorial, Muirfield Village? Tough no, man. it's hard. Tough, tough golf a hard, course. Hard golf course. Really hard. Yeah, yeah. It's brutal, brutal, brutal. Especially when it. You know, it's, it was that firm. I think that what did I hear? It's been 20 days since they had rain leading up to it, so they could really get it firm and fast. Typically, there's a big history of a, a lot of rain for the memorial and, and this time of year, and they just haven't gotten it. And so Jack could get it spicy. Like he, he likes. likes. Yeah. So uh, anybody catch the LPJ tour this week? Oh, yeah. Rose Zhang is going to be the next bang. Rose Zhang. Uh, I was caught up in in Rose Mania a little bit. If you don't know Rose Zhang, get to know the name. She was the number one junior in the country. Won everything as a junior. Goes to Stanford. Wins everything as an amateur collegiate player. Turns pro after winning the NCAA. Going back-to-back. Wins an individual title last week turns pro this week and wins in her debut like storybook stuff i want to give you guys um a list here this is her last 12 stroke play events starting <laughs> with the furthest one away win t12 win 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 that last win happened to be the Augusta National Women's Amateur. And she backed up that with a fifth. And hmm. then she went win, win, won the NCAAs, won her first LPJ event. Is that any good to win 10 of your last 12 events you've played? Some of the biggest ones that you can play in. <laughs> Not to mention playing your first LPJ tour event. And and to to beat the brakes off, I shouldn't say beat the brakes off her because she it, she wanted a playoff, but just just to come out and win that your first event, like you're 22 Everyone years old. Everyone talking about you. Everyone 20. talking about you. She's 20. Yeah, 20. she's 20. Gosh, that's right. She left school early, right? Yeah, she's got to go back and clean out her dorm this week. She was saying she might not play in the LPJ event this week because she has to go clean out her dorm and do finals. Uh, she's earned it. And she like, said she's gonna she's gonna keep studying though. From what yeah. I heard, this this was this week. She's gonna finish doing classes. She's gonna it, she's gonna do it. She's gonna do her classes 
I think she's cleaning her dorm, but she's going to do her, still go back and do her classes at Stanford and, and try to play. That, that seems crazy. Like, how are you going to do that? That's what they said. I don't know. She's so like, it's weird. Like she's not weird. I'm not going to say weird. That's a bad word. She's not like the personality of a big star. She doesn't even have the game of a big star. Like she doesn't hit it a mile. You, nothing she does is flashy. She's so like unassuming. Like I, I saw an interview with her like a week or two ago. She was like, yeah, I don't really like, I don't know how to celebrate like my accomplishments or wins. And like everyone else celebrates more than I do. And like, she just, I don't know. She just goes about her business. She's just very business-like. Cupcho was driving it way by her in the playoff. And, you know, the second playoff hole, she hits 180 cold into the wind. It's a fucking just perfect hybrid to like 10 feet. And I was just like, now the expectations, they were already big. You know, yeah. it was a big buzz. Okay, she turned pro first event. Now the expectations are, are through the roof for this girl. Yeah. I mean, and we've had a bunch of those in the LPJ tour. I mean, hell, the, you know, Lydia Ko was what, 17, 18, she turned pro and was gangbusters. And we've had the Lexis and the Michelle Wees and, and it's it's hard for these girls to kind of keep it up and live up to the hype sometimes. But hell, there's there's a a twenty year old that was number one in the world for a short time, Adia Tatitakul, who no one knows. What? I think it's Adia Tatitakul. She's twenty years old. I believe she's from Taiwan, maybe. Like Thailand. There. I know, I know the name after you said it second like, the first time. You said I thought you sneezed. <laughs> so that's the whole goal. You just gotta say them fast, and then it sounds like you said them right. You know. Yeah, and then, I don't slow. mean anything negative to her, to her. Yeah. She's a great player. No, yeah. It more, it was more your your enunciation that I was questioning. Oh God! Speaking of bad putting, I'm watching the golf channel right now. They just showed Lucas Glover miss a two and a half foot putt in the U.S. Open sectionals, which we'll get to in a second. But uh, yeah, Rose, man, it, it's it's going to be fun to watch and, and see what she can do. You know, it wasn't the biggest, strongest field that they had up there in Jersey. It was a hell of a payout. I mean, she won 415000 I think it was. Yeah, 412500 412000 yeah. That's a nice little payout for your first check. Although I think she was already doing fairly well with some of the NIL stuff. Yeah. Um, Man, able to I didn't even think about that. What wonder what she had set up for that. Yeah. But it's um yeah, I'm not sure what else to say about it other than it was it was damn cool to watch. And I will I say she, she, you made a great, great point. I don't uh, watching her play, I mean, I was looking for something like what what separates this this girl from everyone else? And I mean, she's got a great swing. I mean, very good swing. Um, but she awesome. doesn't, you're right. She, she doesn't, yeah, she doesn't hit it that much further than anyone else. Um, I mean, her putting stroke seems very mechanical. She's cross-handed stroke, very slow backswing and very kind of aggressive, fast forwards, forward motion. Not, and I didn't, I don't think I saw her make uh, maybe one putt. She didn't make anything, um, all day. She did make a birdie she make all a day, birdie. all day. She made a, she did make a couple par putts to, to save, you know, to keep her in it. But 
Um, for the most part, I didn't see her make anything. So I, it, you're right. It's just very unassuming game. But here we are. She just wins. She just has the intangible, which we still don't know how to measure clutchness, which I uh, don't someday. Yeah. It'd be cool to kind of be able to tell what that is. But you're right about her. Um her putting stroke. And and I think I've heard her dad is her putting coach. Yeah. Maybe her full swing coach, but, and they have this, excuse me. They have this system where like it is, they measured it by like club head, like her backswing length and, you know, relative to the putt that she's hitting. And I don't, I don't know. Just look at the best putters that have ever done it. And it's pretty free flowing and rhythmical and, She's got a very rhythmical golf swing, but yeah, that might be her. I would definitely say that's got to be her weakest, the weakest uh, link there with her putting. Yeah. I mean, just from the look of it and, and also not seeing her win, make any putts. And I mean, geez, if she had made anything on the last day, she would have won by three or four. Yeah. And so I, I also, over. this is going to sound really dumb after I just read that list of all of her wins, but you know, she stumbled coming in bogeyed 18 to get to the playoff. She stumbled coming in at the Anwa and made a really dumb decision on 15 and put it in the water and then stumbled and had to go to a playoff there when she kind of had the tournament in control. So she obviously freaking knows how to win. She's won 10 of her last 12 events. So maybe I'm just just talking about the ones that I've seen on TV. You yeah. know, she actually even struggled a little bit closing out uh, the NCAAs. Uh, on the 18th hole there, you know, she ended up getting it done, but it was, you know, she had to make a nice little up and down and, uh, to do it, but it's, uh, yeah, I know we're just, we're just nitpicking here at, at this point, but yeah, it's going to be fun. She's, uh, I've kind of followed her a lot, you know, since she was making waves as a junior and winning a bunch of stuff. And I can't remember if she won a U.S. junior or not. Yeah, I'm not sure, but I know recently, yeah, I you know, as as of late, you know, and I think people want to watch greatness. They want to see. They don't care what stage it is. Is it amateur golf? Is it women's golf? Is it men's golf? Is it junior golf? Like, if somebody's doing something that's incredibly different and you know beyond the next best player, people want to watch it. Kind of like with Scotty Scheffler. It's like. Yeah. Wait a second. He's that much better than everyone else. Tee to green. Okay. I want to. I want to watch him. Denny McCarthy, you're that much better of a putter than everyone else. Okay, what what are you doing? I want to see this. Rose Zhang, you've won ten of your last twelve events. This is incredible. Like, what are you what are you doing? I'm I'm attracted to that. I want to see see what what's going on. Like, and and she's she's captivated a lot of people. I'm gonna be watching a lot of the LPGA events just to see what she's see doing. What she's doing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, cool stuff. Cool stuff. Um, McLean, do you want to tell us about JB Holmes? <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. John Bradley. So look, I don't know the full, the full, you know, story behind it all, but I did talk to, um, did talk to the pro there at the club and, and some of what I read in the article is that sometimes he will go play under that name to not draw too much attention to himself. Now, I don't think it was necessarily 
you know, malicious from his side because, as they said, there were no strokes given in the event. That wasn't there. Um, Still scummy. It's it's not it's not not. I, I'll give you that. I mean, I, I don't know a better way to say that. Uh, All right. So for the uh, listeners, for listeners, if you haven't seen this news, JB Holmes was in a big scramble event. Was it six person teams? Yeah. And in Tennessee, it was a big Calcutta, and he played under the name John Bradley, which is what JB stands for in his name. But he didn't show up to the Calcutta. There was varying reports I've read about what his handicap was listed as. Well, hold on. I can help out there. They pulled. So they they showed out. It showed up that he was like a nine handicap. They (laughs) pulled the wrong handicap. The club pulled the wrong handicap. I talked to the pro on that. The club pulled the wrong handicap. So that and they saw John Bradley. They matched up a John Bradley and ultimately to and not to not to a, a big fault on them. I'm not saying that that's on them. Just more it was a very sure. simple, honest mistake that that could easily have happened. Yeah. Uh, so and it sounds like by the rules, so you're allowed to have. I think pros were okay as long as they had a handicap. You were allowed to have two plus handicaps on the the six man squad, which they did. Even at even with his, you wanted to give him a plus handicap. They had only two plus handicaps. It was a gross event, but they didn't. No one bought the team. Like they, like the whole purpose was so no one would buy them up. So they went for nothing, and then he shows up. He did not show up at the Calcutta. He was not there in person. He was like hiding. He didn't like hit balls there. He was trying to be out of sight from everyone. Even when they like figured it out, they said he was like walking down by like the river or the creek or something like away away from like all the officials and was trying to do his best to not be seen. So he was obviously trying to get one over on some people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, basically the the pro who's the, actually the owner of the golf course, um, who was a former, uh, tour caddy. And he said that he saw the swing and he goes, wait a second. <laughs> I know that that's a pretty, it looks kind of familiar. It's a, it's a pretty distinct movement that he puts on. Yeah. And, uh, basically Not on, and then the ball goes three three forty. So that's the other part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you he's, know, he's we, a very we, distinct looking player. He's got a very distinct looking golf swing. That's hard to hide. Hard to hide that. We, I mean, we've we've talked about this on the the pod in the past, but we used to play in this big Calcutta in Myrtle Beach every year, and we've we've the same exact thing. You know, I've had friends that have gotten kicked out of that tournament because it's just a big scam. Everyone's trying to they're trying to find an edge, and they're trying they're all cheating getting players in there lying about handicaps and you get different T spots based on your, the player. So it's a six man squad, uh, captain's choice. You know, you've got your, your A, B, C, D, E, E player, F player. And like all my F players playing from the red T's and you find out that he's a, you know, four handicap, you know, he's, you know, 55 years old, but a four handicap. Like, why is this guy playing from the red T's, you know? So they're (laughs) constantly doing this. It's just back and forth, back and forth. Guys are coming in. They're not spelling their full name. They're putting like initial, like instead of in JB's case, somebody would do the same thing, put JB and then put their last name. Like, ah, I think I know that last name, but maybe not. And then you get there and, hey, I know that guy. He plays 
in the Corn Ferry Tour. Or this guy, he's playing the PGA Tour. Go back to the the tournament director, and they yank him out. Like it was, I'm I'm seen it a thousand times, so it doesn't. I didn't think it was that big of a deal to me because I'm like, oh, he's trying to they try to you know slide in, you know, just like everybody else did. Um, but you're talking I, about the you know, River Hills one, right? Yeah, the one in River Hills. Yeah, the one Charlie yeah, Webster's run. Charlie passed away recently. Did he really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I figured it was probably probably going to happen sooner sooner than later. He yeah. He was a good good guy. He was always he was really always good dude. He went went hard and you know yeah. hey he lived life to the fullest. Um, but he would run those tournaments. You know, I mean, you're talking about. I, I like I said, I've seen we one year we won. It was the Calcutta, like you said, Mike. The whole reason is to bid up the Calcutta to get more money in it. So if, you know, I think that's what. This is people off. If you got somebody acting like, you know, they nobody knows who they are, then they don't bid on it, and that that keeps the Calcutta hole, the Calcutta low, and that pisses everybody off. But you know, going in to after the tournament was over, and they've got wads of, I mean, I'm talking mounds of cash, a million dollars worth of cash sitting on on this on this desk. You know, I go up, and our team actually ended up winning, but splitting with five other teams. So it obviously got chopped up quite a bit, but still the captains had to go up and get the money. And I walk in there and there's two pistols sitting on the, on the, on the, uh, on the desk with like, I mean, wads of cash, like feet in the air. I mean, it looked like something from a cartoon and I'm like, Oh, Hey, how you guys doing? I was like, y'all just hand me my money of my hand. Walk in with the hands up and like a gar- like a freaking garbage bag full of cash and i gotta walk it down to my team i'm like can i get somebody to you know walk down with it like like a secret service or like some guards that walk me down to my team i'm carrying this garbage bag full of cash if i see the wrong dude on the stairway and they're gonna jack yeah. me up and take all the cash but no, you know those things are they're obviously they're the clientele that you bring out for those things are you're bringing some kind of some shady guys to begin with, but yeah, I don't know. I saw it. I thought it was funny. You know, I didn't, I didn't think too much of it. I was like, Oh yeah, you got caught. <laughs> oh, I later. thought it was funny, but it was definitely like he, well, the thing is he like came on Twitter or social media and was like, Oh, it was such a fucking big deal. And, da, 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 da. and of course, then he posted a picture. Like they still gave him like the trophy for winning, but they disqualified him the Calcutta. Yeah. So then he takes a picture like, oh, it's always fun to get a W with the trophy next to like the l- replica uh, Ryder Cup trophy. I'm like, yeah, now you're just trying to needle everyone, dude. Like, just shut up and go away. Like, you've had your 25 million in career earnings on the PGA Tour. Like, why is he even playing that? Like, is yeah, he... why is he even playing it? That's the thing. I mean, it's, I guess it's fine. to the area, I'm sure. Oh, okay. Just for fun. Well, it, he's it, from it, Kentucky, though, right? Yeah, but he uh, he lives out at a, a pretty swanky spot there in uh, College Grove. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Well, I don't know. I thought it was pretty funny, but he, he, yeah. he's not playing at all anymore. Like I don't ever see him in any PGA Tour events. No, I don't really? know what's going on with him. I don't think he has status. I mean, he's got past champion got status. Past champion so, I mean, he, status. Can, but, he probably gets in a handful of events a year. He could probably get in, you know, with these non-elevated events, he'd probably get in 10 to 12 at least. So, I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. I just don't see him play. So, but, yeah. Um, so, what yeah. Else, what else we got? See you later. What else we got? <laughs> the golf. Oh, we got uh, there's a new name on the waiver wire on, on Live. Did you see that? Matt Wolf. Oh, uh, yeah, Off. I did see that. 
off of Team Smash. They've scrubbed them from all their social media. And the report was, the the insiders are saying that before the final round, he's like, I don't want to play. He told his team, like, yeah, I, I don't I don't feel like playing right now. I don't feel like playing today. And Brooks and Kokrak got fucking furious and basically told him, get the fuck out. You're off the team. Like, fine, don't play, but you're not coming back to our team. I mean, yeah, I don't blame him. Yeah. I'm just going to say I, I did call this two years ago. I said that Matt Wolf was going to be a flop. And I think he's yeah, proven yeah. himself that way. Um, but needless to say. He went to the uh, U.S. Open qualifier today. Did he even tee off? I'd be curious mm-hmm. if he even teed off. I don't think so. So, yeah, that's the big news. So I don't know where he's going, what team he's going to, who's replacing him, but I know Somebody's, everyone. He's got to go to another. He's got a contract with Liv, so he's got to go to another team, right? Or does he think, not? Yeah. I don't know. Or they Maybe, just say, hey, we'll uh, Adam, pay you, and you're not, you're not going to play? Keep an eye on Adam Schefter's Twitter. He might have the inside <laughs> scoop on where he's Adam going. Adam Schefter. <laughs> that's wild. Adrian Wojnarowski might have a Woj bomb on where Matt Wolf's going. Right. Matt Wolf Maybe the- has to give up a kidney and he can get out of his contract. <laughs> He's got to marry the crown prince's third daughter and then he'll be fine. She's he got can, a mustache. He got <laughs> out of his contract that way. Uh, the other thing I just want to say with Phil Mickelson, dude, just log off. Just log off. <laughs> just log off of Twitter, dude. Like, just stop. You're sounding like a maniac, a wild, crazy maniac again. Just he's, of course, he's still going at Brandle and now Eamon Lynch. And then someone was talking about his gambling and he's just sitting there responding to average Joes on his couch, like just random people who are commenting on his posts about his gambling. And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm, my worth's uh, close to a billion now. So I'm good. I, I haven't gambled in years. And, and he's, I'm like, what are you doing, Phil? Like, why are you responding to these knuckleheads on? Well, because you're a knucklehead. But why are you doing it? Like, what? And it's then, like, like he said, "Oh, well, I, I gamble on the golf course, but I, but uh, we limit it to a thousand dollars." I'm just trying to create competition. And then Colt Nose responded, "Like, well, can I have my ten thousand dollars back then? Because <laughs> he wasn't." He must have cleaned Colt Nost out you know, on the golf course recently. And Colt's like, yeah, can I have my 10 grand back then? If we're, if we're capping it at 1000 And then he sends some idiotic tweet about Rory, which he's then come out later and said it was a joke. But I have to see news reports to read Phil's tweets because they're blocked for mine. But he's like, as worn out as McIlroy was after the Masters in his need for an offseason, Liv would be perfect for him. Problem is, I don't think there's a team that wants him on it because they'd have to deal with all his BS. I'm like, shut the fuck up, Phil. Shut he, the fuck he, up. He does just need to take a step back. Dude, I mean, just log off. Yeah, you're exactly <laughs> right. You're exactly right. It's just making yourself sound even worse. Um. So, all right. Uh, what else we got? Before we get to our picks, U.S. Open sectionals. It's happening. Longest day in golf. Still going on in some instances. Um, I was a little out of touch, so I don't have as many stories as I normally do on on this day. It is a fun day, cool day. 
with all these sites, excuse me, all the sites going on around the country. A couple of which I, I have played, a couple new ones, a couple of the ones that we've always seen as kind of standard U.S. Open sectionals, like Woodmont, uh, Springfield Country Club, and in Ohio. Uh, you guys got any any stories? Any any news there? Our boy Andy Pope missed by one. Oh, did he really? The, sec- the sectional qualifying champ, the guy who's gotten through it however many times that we had on back in the summer, uh, whenever that was. He, uh, I looked. He played at Canoe Brook up in New Jersey. Uh, Tough missed side. by one. How about uh, how about Brett Silvernail with his? I know you saw that Twitter swing. Oh Maybe yes, yeah. I mean he was uh, at the time. I mean this early in the morning he was playing decent golf, but literally lifts the club straight up over his head, then turns and shoulder his shoulders and then hits. Like this is a player in the sectionals for the U.S. Open a lifting really the club golfer. up. I mean, great golfer. <laughs> It's he does smash it doing that, but it's just crazy to look at. I didn't see how he uh, finished if he, if he got through. I did not see how he out. finished either. I guess yeah, that's, uh, I've kind of given something similar as a drill to some of my clients <laughs> no. before, but um, not to try in a competitive round to play in the U.S. Open. Whatever works, I guess. No, well, how about um, oh, what's his first name? Sorry, I'm looking up here. True's love. Uh, did y'all see this? Hang on. What is it? Uh, Austin Truslow uh, won the South Florida qualifier down here in Boynton Beach. Chipping one handed. What? Chipping one handed. He chips one handed with his right hand, and he's going to the open. And that's awesome. I can't wait to see that. We need to. What's his, what's this guy's name? Yeah. Austin Truslow. But it's spelled A U S T E N. Um, I saw a video of it. Someone posted it that he was smoking the field down in South Florida, and they posted a picture of him chipping. And he just right handed, <laughs> one hander lander. Awesome. Yeah. That's a great golf course, by the way. Pine Tree Golf Club yes, in Boynton Beach, Florida. I, yeah. I've played it a good handful of times. A good family friend of ours is like an uncle to me. Uh, Gary Russell's been a long time a member there, so that's a great, great spot down there. Do you know Ryan Gerard from Stewart? Ryan Gerard, medalist, yeah, medalist uh, in Canada. Yeah, no, Ryan Gerard plays for uh, yeah University of North Carolina. He used to, yeah, and then he he played well at the Honda, got top five at the Honda, got him into. The Monday qualifier at Honda was top five there. Then it got him into like, I forget which one was after that. It was an alternate field event like Punta Cana or something like that. He played well. He's got like temporary status on the tour now. Yeah. Ontario qualifier. Ryan Armour finished third at uh, minus seven. Jimmy Walker minus six. And Michael Block missed by two at five under. That That's, I, I'm impressed that he, he played as well as he did, you know, given how poorly he played last week. So that's, I mean, that's, that's respectable to miss by a couple of shots and sectionals. I mean, I know that's a bummer and not, that's not, he's not happy about it, but you know, yeah, he's, he's playing this week at RBC. They gave him a sponsor's exemption. So that's why he's up yeah, in Canada. He's, he's riding hard. Ride it, dude. Go yeah, for absolutely. It. His, uh, his son did not fare so well. Yeah. 
his son was in the uh, LA sectionals uh, and did not did not play very well on the first round. Um, impressive yeah, Lucas Glover, he's a stud. He's going to be on tour in a few years. He's an utter yeah. stud. Yeah, his dad coaches Tony Fino. Yeah, he's a good. I mean, and and he's he's been a kid watching you know Boyd coach Tony Fino for the last five, ten years. Probably. I mean, it's that's certainly helps. You know, your dad's a great coach, and you get to play golf with Tony Fino and watch what that guy does every day. That's pretty incredible. Uh, so Lucas Glover, he shoots. 63 in the morning, then shoots 73, gets to a playoff, and he get knocked out of the playoff. Like I commented a little while ago, he missed maybe a two and a half footer. It wasn't even close either. It was awful. What's the exemption for you know winning the U.S. Open? I'm obviously it's passed for him. Yeah, so he won in what? Oh eight. Yeah, that. Yeah, I guess it, maybe it's. Is it well? It's gonna be ten years. It's probably 10, 10 years. I'm mm-hmm. trying to remember what year he won. That sounds about right. Good Clemson boy. Oh nine. Oh nine. Oh nine. Gotta be ten years then. And he, he's he's out. Yep, he's out. So it is a fun day. I think uh, a lot of cool stories. McLean and I were were watching a really cool play, eight hole playoff in Ohio with a journeyman pro. I forget his name, and then a kid from Ohio State who looks like he's Shack, twelve years old. Jackie, Shocky, something yeah. like that. Um, yeah, Dylan Wu. There was it was a three for two playoff. Dylan Wu got through on the first hole, and then these two guys were battling it out for another seven. It was almost pitch dark there. It's uh, just a cool, cool day. Something, something different. You know, it's the most open tournament we have. There's, you know, thousands and thousands of qualifiers, and you get amateurs and mid-ams, college kids, teenagers, pros, journeyman pros, and they're all going for the same thing, no matter who you are, whether you're a past U.S. Open champion like Lucas Glover or you're you know, some 15 year old kid. Yeah. Um, it's cool. I would, I want to go watch one of these one day. And hell, if you're, if you live near one of these things, go watch. Like you can walk the fairways with these guys. I mean, you can see some damn good PGA tour players, multiple time oh, yeah. winners who are grinding out there. Yeah. See, Victor Hovland was caddying today. No. Yeah. He, he thirty six holes after winning a PGA Tour event. Who is he caddying for? His one of his roommate. one of his college roommates. Yeah, one of his college teammates was in Ohio. That, that, how do you not like this guy? How do you not like He's this not guy? Too. Yeah, I mean that is that's pretty awesome. Like, I mean, you, I mean, you, it's not surprising at all from him because that's not who he is, but. Like yeah. he's not a, a pretentious like guy in any sh- you know shape or form, but that's yeah. that's pretty that's commitment right there. Hey, I told you I'd caddy. I did just win a PJ Tour event for three uh, and a half yeah. million. For three and a half million, but I'll come caddy for thirty six holes. I wonder if they gave him the. I wonder if he took the cart. 
I think no, they're letting he had a, I saw him. He had a staff bag. Uh, no. Was it a staff bag? Staff no. Bag. <laughs> he did not carry a staff bag for 36 holes. 100%. It was a staff bag. That is the, that's got to be the greatest story. I mean, I guess, I'm guessing this guy didn't get through, but <laughs> I'm trying to find it right now. Holy cow. That's incredible. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine like Tiger going and catting for his buddy at Stanford after he winning a no, no. way, Jose, not, he's not no. doing that. That's you kidding me? I mean, I, I don't know. Really, honestly, I don't know any any PGA tour player that would do that. The, any top yeah. tier guy. That's uh that's pretty cool. Yeah. He did not. He uh shot um 7276 what happens that when Victor Hovland your caddy in the group and like you're just like trying to play golf you're just like man I kind of want to talk to Victor you know he just won yeah <laughs> <laughs> like oh yeah that's cool stuff cool cool stuff so all right um let's get to our picks Fucking McLean won again. (laughs) My team utter gagged. I had a massive lead. And it just slowly bled away. I fucking gagged. My team gagged away a big lead in another league that Jay and I are in. Yeah, you were. I thought you, I thought that was over. I thought you had that locked up. I, I had a three million in this other league that Jay and I are in. It goes by um, dollars earned for your players, and you you have it a, a point allotment. You can pick up the ten guys. I had picked eight guys this week to, to use my points. Going into Sunday, six of them were in the top ten in with either in the lead or two back. I had a three million dollar lead. I think actually on Jay, and my yeah. team went like fifteen over par. Yeah, I wasn't I was in second. You were in first. And I was like, okay, these guys play okay. I can get second place money. I ended up finishing second to last. And it was in <laughs> second place to start to start the round. It was crazy. It was I was so pissed watching golf Sunday afternoon. So pissed. And then I kind of <laughs> forgot I was so focused on our league, Jay, with the bigger payout. And I was like, oh, well, let me check on DraftKings. I had a big lead there too. That was fucking gone as well. <laughs> the uh <laughs> and so pissed. And I just did my picks in about 30 seconds before we logged on tonight for this week. Let's see how let's see how they go. This Not is good. a weird it's I think it's like real top heavy and then it falls off really quickly. Really quick. Yeah. All right, McLean. Winner. <laughs> All right. Um, I did look at the power rankings, but the power rankings are very, very uh, heavy towards the top tier of the dollar amounts. So wasn't able to stack my team purely based off the power rankings alone. Uh-huh. Uh, but I did, I did start out with a guy that was on there. Uh, Shane Lowry, 9,400, good finish last week. Um, a guy who's been... He's he kind of I don't want to jinx him I feel bad, but he's kind of became my new Ryan Palmer. I've got Sahith Thigala. Got him again this week. 
Um, going down from there directly off the power rankings, Adrian Moronk at 8,600. Um, Alex Smalley at 7,800. A guy who's had a really sneaky uh, recent form, Harry Hall, 7,600. And then rounding it out, Mr. Siwoo Kim after a pretty solid week uh, up there at the Memorial as well. Not solid enough. <laughs> hey, he was on my squad. I had Victor and Siwoo. <laughs> he did just what I needed him to do. If he won, I think you would have won. I had Victor win, which was a big, big moment for me. Yes. Yeah. Great. Awesome. Good job. All right. I'm next. Um, What's go, the point race I'm, at? What What is the point race at? Do we need to do we do we need to do this? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot to it's a lot to a little. Yeah. We, we got it close when McLean was was like not as focused and he was doing other shit. Like that's when we were able to get in, and now he's like yeah. back and he's just going down the power rankings, and it doesn't even matter because I look at the power rankings too, and it's still just not making a difference. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not calling. I'm not telling you that uh, you're winning by a lot. Jay and I are neck and neck for second. I don't, I, don't think there's a pro- I don't think there's a prize for second. No, it pays nothing. Okay. Second and third pay the same. Yeah. yeah. It pays the so same. As- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start at the bottom here. 7,100, Clemson boy. Carson Young has shown up a couple times in some of these lesser events, so we're going to go there. Yep, got him. Then I'm going to go 7,300, Mark Hubbard. Just played well. Uh, worst case scenario, he misses the cut and he does some goofy putting stroke thing like he always does. So I can get that going, but he did play well this week. Then I will go up to, uh, I've picked him before when he was an am. He's now a professional. Lucas Aberg, Swede. He won the PGA tour. U, played at Texas tech. He now has a full card on the PGA Tour, and this is his first event as a pro. $8,300. I think you'll hear a lot of him. He has played in three events this year on tour and has made the cut all three times So, as an amateur. So now he's a pro, gets to make a check. We're going to see what we get from Lucas Aberg. Then I will go up to uh, Adrian Moronk as well, actually. I thought that was my sleeper pick there. He's been playing very well on the DP World Tour. I guess he's coming over to try to kind of get stateside or, I guess, North American side (laughs) since we're in Canada before the U.S. Open. But he has been playing well, $8,600 over in Europe. Then I will go up to Keith Mitchell, $8,900. I like Keith. Pretty much why I picked him. And then I cap it off with... I cap it off with this week's winner, Justin Rose, $9,700. Just been steady, steady Eddie this year. An RBC sponsor is a uh, ambassador. It's a little karma there. Golf gods might, you know, they'll be doing some shitty RBC commercials maybe. And uh, yeah, there you go. Don't feel very good about my picks. <laughs> well, we've got some overlapping picks here, so all good. Um, looks like we all read the power rankings. Um, 
<laughs> there are a lot of similar that. names that we all pick that are on the power rankings, but um, I've, I'm starting at the bottom. Uh, 6,900, Mr. Grayson Murray. Actually been like playing some, some pretty wow. good golf as of late. I, I know corn, a lot of it's Corn Ferry, but... Um, he, just won a couple weeks ago, didn't he? he just won a couple weeks ago in the, in the corn ferry, but, um, yeah, you know, who knows? Maybe he, he, he's, he's got his mindset settled in. I know he was a little bit of a loose cannon there for, for quite some time. And um, it seems like he may have dialed in. I'm mean, super talented guy, like all uber talented, but, uh, just couldn't kind of match everything up, but maybe he's got that working out 6,900 bucks. Then I jump up to 7,100 Carson Young. Uh, all the reasons that have been already previously mentioned. And uh, then I go up to David uh, Lipsky uh, playing some good golf 12th last week, you know, obviously had a chance to, to win shot 77 in the final round. Not great, but again, under the circumstances, still a good tournament and finished 16th the week prior. So he's put together some, some good golf. And again, for that price, you know, I'm not expecting him to win. Probably not. But if he can get out, make the cut, and get a top top 25 finish, uh, he's going to accumulate quite a bit of points for seven four hundred bucks. Um, then this, I jump up to more of my higher mid tier players. Uh, Sahith Tagala already mentioned 17 to 18 cuts, playing good golf. I, I mean, this guy's literally on the verge of just he's on the verge of winning. You know, I, I know the last couple of weeks haven't been spectacular, but. He's making cuts and he's got the potential. Hits it long, unique player, but um, you know I think that that's to his advantage. Um, uh, then I jump up to who I think is going to win this week. Uh, other than the just a weird intuition, he hasn't really proven anything in the last you know week or two. Uh, fifth at the Wells Fargo, third at the Valspar. I just think the guy's going to win on the PJ Tour at some point, uh, Mr. Tommy Fleetwood. Wow! I just wow, I love to see it. I love Tommy. Nothing, and there's no power ranking saying Tommy Fleetwood really for the most part. I just he's he's playing solid golf. He's been playing some really solid golf, and I think he just needs to get in the, get in the mix. And if he can get in the mix with like you know, a top tier guy like a Rory or something like that and get comfortable like on a Saturday and beat him. It's like, Hey, you know what? I can, I can do this. So, um, and then my other winner, since we can pick two winners, uh, Justin Rose, 9,700 bucks. I do think he's going to play well. So for all the same reasons that Mike said, yeah, there you have it. There's the winning lineup. I am going to win this week. Just want to let everybody know. So take that. (laughs) Sign sealed delivery. You know what, Jay? I'll take you winning as long as McLean comes in the last. <laughs> we need, I think we need five straight weeks of McLean coming we need in last. Five last place finishes. <sighs> and then this will be fun I'm again for the final stretch of the season. Yeah. I, I'm having fun. I don't know what you guys are talking about. McLean hasn't deposited any money in his DraftKings account in a long time. Yeah. Not not in 23. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that means you're not playing enough enough DraftKings and you got to waste uh, money on the other sports. Look, the bad <laughs> news the bad news is I'm moving to uh Tennessee where it is legal from the sports book side of things. And I mean 
that might as well just yeah, I, you're done. You're done. Come over the dark side. Come <laughs> over the dark side, buddy. You're done. <laughs> Come so, on over. It's fun. Toast. When I say it's fun, it's not. But <laughs> well, agonizing. I'll need you guys to help me fund that hobby. <laughs> I appreciate you guys' willingness to do so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy yeah. to help. People helping people. That's right. That's right. All right. Without further ado, Jens, if you can have anything else, uh, that is it for this week. We'll be back next week. And Jamie and I have a little breakdown of uh, our Michigan trip. So that's right. Thanks to all of our listeners. We appreciate it. Cheers.